current events. Cutting edge. Faith. It's, it's awesome. Encouragement on the go. <laughs> it's the SOS Radio Podcast. We're talking about returning to the heart of I do. We think about when we get married. We think about our vows. We think about our hopes and dreams. And we're actually talking with Kimberly Malloy today at SWS Radio, and she leads the Center for Relational Health. And Kimberly, when we think about marriage, when we start out, we've got all of these hopes and dreams about what our family's going to look like someday, what marriage is going to be like someday. But when we say I do, we're committing to a lot of unknowns, aren't we? <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> We're committing to a whole lifetime of turns and twists and changes and good stuff and sometimes really hard stuff. You know, I do are two words that actually form a foundation for decades to come in our life. And you're actually leading a marriage conference coming up this week. And it's about returning to that heart of when we originally got together. Right. Remembering just how we looked at our spouse, how we dreamed with who is going to be our future spouse and everything you said, what our life was going to look like and all of that love and hope and trust and just, you know, the future was, it was going to be great. You know, a minute ago, you mentioned how we dream is a big part of how we set up our marriage. And I think this last couple of years has really showed a lot of us that there's a lot of unmet expectations. There's a lot of unmet hopes and dreams. And sometimes you realize in yourself that there's some layers you've just sort of stuffed for a while. I'll deal with this later. I'm just going to tough it out. Or, you know what, this is frustrating me, but it's not a big thing right now. And you stuff that, you stuff something else, you have a little bit of anger, a little bit of fear about something, you realize there's some layers that you're dealing with and you don't even know where to start about unpacking that as an individual. What do you suggest? Yeah. I mean, you just hit the reason why I felt that we needed a marriage conference in the city is because we have just been surviving. We've been, you know, keep trying to keep our kids safe emotionally and physically. We've been, you know, grieving. We've been mourning. We've been just stuffing all of those things. And it's time now to kind of do that because if we don't take and talk about those things that are that the stories that we tell ourselves, and if we don't return back to that communication with our spouse, you're just building layer upon layer upon layer of, as you said, unmet expectations, maybe, you know, hurts, maybe, you know, little traumas or big traumas and and we can't do it alone. I mean, especially when we're married, that's God's idea is that we have this person to walk through life with. We've talked a lot about goals and themes. And I think the word of the year so far for a lot of people that I've been talking to is the word frustration. And there's all those layers that go into that. We're talking with Kimberly Malloy today from the Center for Relational Health and the returning to the heart of your I Do marriage conference coming up this week. And Kimberly, if we're going to deal with frustration, a lot of times we feel like we've got our stuff mostly together and we start picking apart things that our spouse is dealing with or our kids are dealing with. But a lot of this frustration isn't about them. It starts with us unpacking that we've got some layers that we don't know how to deal with. Right. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about this weekend is just curiosity and generosity. Curiosity that when that frustration comes up in us, that we've kind of got to get that out, whether we journal it or we just talk it out loud. We've got to get it out and try and figure out what are these stories that we are telling ourselves? Because if we don't look at that and where that comes from, 
we will project it on to our spouse, our kids, or or other people. So curiosity. And then the second one for me is generosity, believing that our spouse are doing the very best that they can for where they're at right now and believing that of our kids as well. These are times that we haven't really lived through before. So everybody is reacting and responding to it differently, and that's okay. You just mentioned journaling out a lot of our thoughts when there's some layers of some unmet expectation. What do you suggest? Is it like, okay, it's like maybe a gratitude list, or is it writing out lists of your frustrations, or is it more like free form how I'm feeling? Again, I kind of want people, and I'll talk about this, is I want people to be curious in that frustration. What are you saying? I don't deserve this. Are you saying, I know, God, you didn't tell me it was going to be this way? Or, you know, what is that story that you are telling yourself? And then digging underneath that, saying, what is it that you are frustrated about? And then I think, you know, research says that the best way to connect our head with our heart is through our hands. So I think in journaling it, and it can be free form, but I would want encourage people to really dig in deeper, not let it be about what other people are doing, but where is this coming from inside of me? Where is it coming from? And then I think there's the process of talking it out. We're talking with Kimberly Malloy on SWS Radio today. She's from the Center for Relational Health, and she's leading the Returning to your, the Heart of Your I Do Marriage Conference coming up this week. And, you know, Kimberly, communication, it's easy to blurt out in the early stages of marriage, or even when you're dating, but when, like, the rubber hits the road and you actually have to communicate some tough things, how you're feeling or how you're working through rough seasons of life. It's not as easy when you have years behind you, right? Communication is something that we think it's going to be easier the longer we're married, but sometimes we forget our tone. Sometimes we just get so comfortable, we just blurt things out, but we would never talk to anyone else we know the same way. (laughs) Right. That's so true. And I think another thing, another piece that's in there is, you know, shame. Let's say that in this two years that, Uh, Maybe somebody had lost their job or there was issues in the family or whatever. Sometimes we can begin to tell ourselves a story like I I should have been, you know, better at this or I should have done that. And then the shame storm kicks in and we don't often lean into our spouse to communicate those emotions and feelings going on. So I encourage people to sit there with your spouse and say, you know what? The story I'm telling myself right now is this, not you made me feel this way. Again, with that generosity of like, I need to let my spouse know what I am feeling and not make it their fault. But this is how I am perceiving it. This is the story I am telling myself. And we're going to learn some things like, you know, how to you know create love maps with your spouse, how to Make sure we're turning towards our spouse and acknowledging, you know, what they're telling us. Sometimes a guy, you know, will be driving down the road. You got husband and wife in the car and the husband goes, oh, man, that was a cool car. That's an opportunity to turn towards your husband and connect with them to say, oh, I didn't see that. What was, tell, tell me about it. What, what did you like about it? Or we could sit there and we could just not say anything and we lose that connection, that bid for connection. 
We're talking with Kimberly Malloy today at Esquis Radio. We're talking about our marriage. We're talking about communication. And Kimberly, when you realize there's been a communication breakdown that's happened and you just aren't connecting where the way you're trying to talk to your spouse, they're not receiving it. And then when they're speaking to you, it's triggering all these other things. When We can own, okay, there's a communication breakdown here, but we want to come together to have some conversation that's peaceable. But when we can work through some conflict where do we start when it comes to our communication sort of broken i always say you don't want to start that discussion while you are in the heat of a battle so go and take a few minutes go and calm yourself down and then when you are in a place that you can do that revisit that with your spouse sit down and go you know i don't like how i just showed up for you in that conversation can we revisit that And, you know, there's a piece of talking, but there's also a really big piece of listening. And sometimes when we listen, we're listening to see when we can put our rebuttal in. But listening is validating that person saying, you know what, if that's how you're seeing it, I would agree. That would be hard. I would too think that maybe I'm a jerk. But it's also then going, okay, tell me more about that. It's not getting your emotions all charged. It's leaning into your spouse like you did when you first said I do, when you were eager to sit there and listen to their perspective and their side, and you would come to an agreement together. You know, in today's society, it's not uncommon for a lot of people to have kids from a previous relationship and they get married, and that makes it a little bit complicated because it's not just like when we're 25 years old and we're getting married and the other person's getting, or we're marrying someone, neither of us have been married and all of that, but then when someone's dating, they have kids, and then they're getting married and they're building this blended family, what sort of strategy should couples be thinking about when they're dating, thinking, okay, this is going to lead to marriage and we both have kids? How do you even start to make sense of what you do with a family strategy? Well, the first thing that I would probably say is make sure that you are not bringing the kids into it too soon. Making sure that you know what you are looking for and the characteristics of that person. Uh, Because sometimes we bring kids too early into the situation and then when If it doesn't work out, the kids are also traumatized by that as well. So that would be number one. The second thing is, you know, look, I've never really liked that term of stepmom or stepdad. I prefer to say bonus parent, uh, bonus mom or bonus dad. And being able to, you know, let those kids know that, you know what, you still have a mom, you still have a dad. I'm not trying to take that place. And it remembering that it takes about six to eight years to kind of really meld this family. And so I've seen some couples just get, or families kind of get frustrated after a year. And it's like, no, you've got to, you've got to give it time. You've got to make sure that everybody understands, you know, roles, rules, where the boundaries are, you know, does the new parent discipline? Eh, Probably not. But there's, yeah, there's, in every family is going to be a little bit different. I got to imagine there's a lot of challenging trust too when you have a relationship. You already have kids and then they have kids and then you want to trust your new spouse, but you want to protect your kids at the same time, but you're marrying this person. You know what I mean? It's like you're building another family and your kids aren't always on board. Yep. And you got to remember that trust 
isn't built because somebody says, you can trust me. Trust is built in small moments, in small actions. That's why it takes a while to kind of really get that fine-tuned blended family. Because trust doesn't happen because somebody says that we should. So we want to return to the heart of our I do, going back to the day that we got married. It's not just saying, okay, we're the same people. You know, We're going to revisit where we were 20 years ago. No, it's understanding that we're making a commitment 20 years ago, but we as individuals have grown since then. But the heart of what we hope and dream for is the same. We want to put God first in our marriage. We want to serve our spouse. We want to raise kids to love and follow Jesus. We want to have fun and we want to be adventurous, but that heart is something I think we get twisted because we go back to trying to fit into the same skin we were in 20 years ago, but we've grown hopefully since then. (laughs) Yes, yes, hopefully, yes. Yeah, and that's uh, very true. That's exactly the point is it's not to go back, you know, 100%. It's just that heart. It's that fondness. It's that admiration. It's that, you know, I want to support you. I want to hear your dreams. I want to help you reach your dreams. I want to create things together. It is absolutely that heart. And one of the other areas that we're going to touch on too is just the different kind of milestones. You talked about, you know, blended families, but there's also milestones like when we become parents to our parents or when we lose, you know, our parents who, you know, death, you know, how that impacts the relationship. When are the times that we really need to step in and really support our spouse more than ever? So we're going to talk about those times. And what I love about our speaker, Scott, is that every one of them is authentic. They are not going to paint this perfect picture of marriage because I think I don't know that anybody could really relate to a perfect marriage. And I don't want anybody comparing their marriage in that way. So I love that our speakers are going to, you know, be honest and real and talk about different things like what it's like to work with your spouse or what it's like to do ministry with your spouse or, or have one of them in, you know, running an organization and how does that impact? And then the kids and all of that, how do we set goals and how do we celebrate? So we'll be touching a lot of different topics. The Returning to the Heart of Your I Do Marriage Conference is going on this coming weekend, and you actually have a lot of couples that are going to be teaching and sharing and modeling and mentoring through this, like Vernon and Ty Fox. You know, Vernon played in the NFL, and he was the head football coach at Faith Lutheran High School for many years, and they won the state championship. And you have John Ponder and his wife Jamie, or you have you know Evan and Vanessa Hartza, who both have run different nonprofit organizations here in town, and now Evan's one of the pastors at Lake Mead Christian Ministries, and his wife runs Ignite Life, which is a community for young moms and you have Jeremy Bosma and his wife Lindsay who planted Avenue Church and have done a lot of work here in our city and they're going to be challenging us with a lot of different themes to work through our communication and the heart of our marriage and putting together some strategy for parenting. Yeah and I've got Pastor Jen and her husband Mike and Mike is a police officer and you know again kind of walking through what that looks like and Brooke and that board Brooke is a trust and estate attorney. She's got a couple offices and how how they are working together. So it's uh, I am really excited 
to hear what everybody's going to share. And like I said, get excited about our marriage again. Well, all the details on the conference, they're right on the front page of SWISRadio.net. If you want the direct link, you'll see it right there where it says, Returning to the Heart of Your I Do. It's blue. It's right on our front page. We're talking with Kimberly Malloy today at SWIS Radio. When you think about marriage today, one of your children was coming to you today and said, Hey, I think I want to get married, and I want to put together some strategy to do that right, but do that while we're dating. Before we get engaged, what sort of advice would you give? I definitely suggest you know going and seeing whether it's a pastor or a therapist and really do the pre-marriage work because you know when you're in love, you want to stay in that good place, but you've got to talk about things like family dynamics and how you're going to deal with um, how you're going to handle finances and families and holidays and things like that. And again, how are we going to parent? What does that look like? What are our long-term goals? So I think having somebody walk you through that is is ideal. And if you can't do that, there's a lot of great books out there by a lot of great Christian authors on that can you can sit and read books and talk about it. But like I said, an outside perspective in letting you see maybe where your blind spots are, what you're not talking about, that's really helpful. I remember when my wife and I got married, we were talking about things like, are we going to be a sports family? And I never even really thought much about that. But my wife came from a family where her brother was on skates at age two, and they did travel hockey. And he went all the way through that, played college hockey, and she did cheerleading and things like that. And they won a state title. And her family was all about doing those things. My family was like, yeah. we're not wasting our vacation going to like soccer tournaments. <laughs> And that was what we were like, is this the thing that we're going to fight about? It's dumb stuff like that, but it's not because it's more of a view that you had that you've just never talked through, but it affects like how you're going to do vacations. It affects how you're going to spend your money. It affects how you're going to raise your kids, you know, and little things like that could turn into tension points or they could turn to the points like I have never even thought about how I feel about my kids playing travel sports if it consumes right. all this money and time. <laughs> I laugh because I remember, I think it was Dr. Gottman who had said that the things that you fight about early in your marriage are probably going to be the same things you fight about throughout the life of your marriage. What will change is how you manage those conflicts. And I laugh because my husband, Lonnie, and I will be married 40 years beginning of April. And that is so true. I can just go back to those things that we that we did argue about in the beginning, and they're still there. It's just how we manage them now. It's we don't let it be a you know a do or die situation. It's now we probably add a lot lot more humor to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the marriage conference is coming up this Friday and this Saturday. You can find the link right on the front page of SWSRadio.net. Hey, thanks, Kimberly. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSRadio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.